fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. It's I, your trusted Dungeon Master, Brian, welcoming you once again to another one of our episodes of our Dragon's Demand run-through. As always, before we begin, I like to kind of give you the news and the views of everything that's going on now. And I want to remind everybody that we are going to be a little spotty on our attendance for the show over the next couple of weeks as I start to actually move my house from one coast to the other. But that doesn't mean we're not going to have material. I'll still try to put some of the archived stuff out there and even try to run a few interviews again until we could get all the hard slingers back once more behind their mics in their virtual eye of destiny. Anyways, all that being said, like I like to say, don't forget you could follow us on any one of our uh, social media footprints. We got our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter account. Find us and subscribe to us at Roll the Hard 20 on our YouTube channel, please. We gotta get these subscribers up. My daughter, her cat, Luna, has a channel, and that cat has more subscribers than Roll the Hard 20 podcast does. So we must do something about that. My fellow slingers, now's the time. Take that finger, that plus three finger of subscribe and hit that like button and hit that subscribe button and make us proud. Yes, don't forget, you can also find us at uh, Roll the Hard 20 podcast at gmail.com. Write into me. Let me know what you think of this show. Let me know if you want to hear us run any more Delta Green because I just picked this up. The fall of Delta Green. I got some reading material for the airplane flight out to the East Coast. And I'm looking forward to boning up on this as well as some of the other scenarios that I'm trying to get ready for the hard slingers of yore. And as it is, one of those hard slingers of yore is going to be moving into a southern state. So we're going to have all three of us on like a on different coasts, basically. And this will be fun. So you'll still get the same kind of great audio quality, although we won't be around the table of judgment in the rage room. I think we're going to go rage wide, nation rage. Okay. Anyways, all that being said, I'm just having fun with everybody. But please don't forget to like us on our and subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Don't forget to like us and leave us that five-star rating on whatever podcast app you listen to the show on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Well, let's see. After that, let's just warm up our dice and top off our glasses. Roll the Hard 20 Podcast presents episode 18 of our Dragon's Demand run-through. The Blood Vow Lair. Did you hear oh, that? Wow. Oh, she got sexy. Damn, I just got wood. <laughs> I'm going to bed, Ryan. <laughs> Six to midnight. Dude, I haven't had somebody talk that sexy to me in a long time. And That's she's hot. recording. I have, right? Wait till she says good night. <clears throat> good night. <laughs> Let me close this window. <laughs> good night, Flint Hardcock. That's right. <laughs> Things are about to get Flint weird. Hard shaft. Prepare to be recorded. How's everyone doing tonight? Good. Nick's looking hardcore tonight. He like is. He is. It looks like he like just got finished rolling somebody for some buds. You know, it's free in California. It's not free. It's legal. Well, well that's what I meant. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I mean, okay, go go up to Humboldt. There, it's it's free. <laughs> Colorado, man. I don't know about Colorado. I mean, it's an Adidas hat. It's not. Oh, I thought there was a pot leaf on there. No. <laughs> hey, quiet. <laughs> it's legal. The, the kobolds are uh, fucking restless. Mm-hmm. Speaking of kobolds, are we ready? Let's yeah. do these. Let's do this. Sweet. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, uh, your trusted Dungeon Master Brian, and with me, the Hard Slingers. Yeah. 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 Episode 18 of our Dragon's Demand run through. Now, when you guys last episode, you guys finally left Hunkley's Manor and decided to head back towards the limestone quarry to finally do what the Baroness had asked you to do, which was to eliminate the cobalt threat. As you guys made your way to the rim of this giant quarry, you guys decided to start heading down. You noticed that there were a couple of guards, a couple of kobolds that were on sentry duty out in front of one of the openings. And as you try to get closer, you notice that two more of them came out from an overhang that was directly across from that opening right next to the water line. After a large volley of arrows and you guys returning fire and eventually dispatching the two, underneath the overhang you heard from within the opening oh no there are a lot of them and basically that's all you heard at that point so i don't remember who was standing where so you're gonna have to refill me in on that aspect but according to our initiative tracker right here stubby what would you like to do as you see uh, this dark opening uh, gaping in front of you. By the way, make an, make an insight check. Okay. Insight, huh? Come on, baby. Uh, 12. Roll to 12. 12. You're kind of baffled how these other two that you just killed under this overhang crossed in front of uh, crossed from the opening of this this cave to the overhang where they were at the distance is probably about 20 feet but you you seem to notice that there's some kind of a trail that leads further up the uh up the water line behind more of the rocks uh are you saying that so we have two openings well you have one opening that you see yep then you see there's an overhang you're right here but Behind the the overhang, there appears to be like a little bit of a trail that goes a little bit further along the water line. Let me see if I can draw. Okay, so you've got an opening, and perhaps the kobolds are taking this trail behind some other rocks to get to where the overhang's at. In other words, they're kind of undercover behind these rocks. So, like, if that was the opening. Got it. And this is the overhang. Yep. It almost seemed like there was some kind of a of a trail that led between rocks that didn't lead into the opening, but behind some rocks. Okay. So went further down the line of the coast. Okay. So they're they're using the rocks as cover, it seems, between the opening, the opening, and the overhang. Right. Okay. So I'm pretty certain from the last time we played that I had hauled ass down the ramp. 
and was in the thick of it. Yeah, but you had killed, you guys had killed the two that were under the overhang, mm-hmm. but yep. you weren't really certain how many were inside the mouth of that cave. Okay. And, and um, I think also last time I had had a successful stealth check and I'm now hidden from view. Um, are there any other kobolds that we're engaging at this point? Not outside, no. Okay. Um, so I would like to make my way towards the opening in a stealthy manner. Okay. Um, and kind of recon that. Um, before I do that, though, um, I, I look back to kind of get a, a view of where the rest of the party is. I think Warren was down at the base with you. I was on my way down. I had not made it all the way down. Who made it yet. down? Sirkin, you made it all the way down, right? Yeah, I think I was. And Flint, I don't remember. Flint was making his way down. Yeah, you gotta so remember, I was, I was totally ill at the time of our last recording, but now I have my faculties about me, so you can get one over <laughs> on me. So, Flint, you and Warren are actually on your way down. Sirkin, you're at the base, and Stubby, you're moving towards the mouth of this opening. Okay, I, I look back at Sirkin and um, motion to him with uh, tactical hand signals that I am headed towards the... the um, You. Yeah, <clears throat> you My in asshole. the hole. <laughs> um, that I'm, I'm headed towards the overhang. Um, and then I pause a moment just to make sure that he understands where, where I'm going and that he's aware of my location. Uh, uh, Sirkin just gives a blank stare. He's like, I... That's not good. I don't want to play. Stupid. <laughs> Halflings can't even fucking see in the dark. They want me to play their dumb little games too. <laughs> how far? How far am I from Sirkin? Uh, that's at your discretion. I don't know how far Sirkin was along that that ridge when he fired into the into the overhang. I'm gonna say he's probably about twenty five feet away from you. Okay, so I, I'm going to motion. I'm going to point to myself and say that I'm going to walk towards the overhang and see if I get the same blank stare from Sirkin or not. I'm going to roll for this. <laughs> what do you think I should roll for? Uh, uh, probably insight. Yeah. Insight. I got a seven. His, his little little sausage fingers that really don't bend at multiple angles you have no idea what he's talking about you just see him like like gesturing with his fingers like, and then pointing back at uh at the overhang and you know for all you know he, he wants you to loot the bodies okay so i'm um i'm gonna just wave him down and see if that gets him to come down um i think that <laughs> You got that hand signal? Come on yeah, down. I, I got that. Okay. I need to wipe. <laughs> Warren, you finally reached the base of this quarry. Okay. You see uh, that Sirkin's making his way towards Stubby. You see the two dead kobolds under the overhang. And you also notice a trail that leads between the rocks um, further north along the coast. That's okay. That's further north of the opening that Stubby seems to be looking into. Okay, so uh, the base of the path where I'm at now is 20 feet or 25 feet from the cave entrance. 
you're probably about 25 feet away from the cave entrance. Okay. And then you see that directly across from it is a rock overhang, which is where the kobolds perished. And then you see like a, a worn trail that leads between some of these larger boulders that zigzags its way further north along the, the shoreline and disappears out of sight. So um, I am going to uh, kind of keep a very, very close eye on the cave and I can see through darkness. So it's I'm afternoon going... right now, so. Well, well, I understand that, but I'm assuming it's dark in the cave. Yeah, it's dark in there. Okay. Or darker than out here, so. Right. So um, I am... <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. Um, so I'm just going to very cautiously, basically, I'm ready to throw an Eldritch Blast if I see something in the cave move. And I'm just going to very uh, kind of slowly, carefully walk um, in the direction of the overhang while keeping like almost all my attention on the actual cave, seeing if I can see any kobolds inside. And from where I am, I should be able to see about 100 feet into the cave. Okay, make a perception check as you're looking in there. Uh, that's a 12 so from what you can tell you see that the the entrance to the cave looks like it goes in about 25 feet to mm -hmm. the northeast and then you just see that and that's all you can see it's just black <laughs> <laughs> okay. But but the edges of this cave are not smooth. They're jagged. They're very porous. Uh, you really can't tell possibly if something may be hiding in one of those cutouts or not. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm still going to, like, because as far as I'm aware, that's where our biggest sense of, of, of uh, danger is likely to come from. So uh, I'm just going to keep my eye on it as I make my way towards uh, uh, Stabby at, uh, and I'm assuming Sirkin as well over at the overhang. I think Stabby's at the mouth of the tunnel. Yeah, I'm not I'm not far from it. I'm oh, okay. South okay. And I'm, I'm kind of just holding, um, you know, that position, waiting okay. for everybody else to come down. Uh, essentially then I guess I'm just kind of like covering uh, Stabby if he like looks like he's about to go move into the cave or whatnot. Flint. Flint's going to make his way down and regroup with everyone. Uh, just checking out, you know, to see if there's any other kobolds left over. You just see the two dead ones underneath the overhang. You know that as well as everybody else that you had heard voices coming from the mouth of that, that cave that has drawn everybody's attention. That's against the eastern side of the quarry. And you as well notice that there's a... Uh, like a beaten path that goes between these larger rocks that maneuvers its way a little bit northern up the coast of this, um, up the shoreline of this quarry, and then disappears behind some of the larger rocks. I roll perception uh, to check out the foot traffic on that uh, cave. It's not or on the on, cave on the or path? on the trail. Or the trail. Yeah, that little pathway. Yeah, we're start out with an 18. 18. You notice that there's a lot of traffic on there. A lot of it looks appears to be new, newer traffic. 
Okay. And they all appear to be the same kind of traffic, the same kind of three-toed, uh, pointed heel, probably about maybe six inches long or so. Okay. I'll uh, mention that to the group. So they're camel toes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 These camel toe. Um, it's moose knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> One coherent thought, please, people. One coherent thought. That's all I want. Ninja um, I'll kind of like glance back at at Flint. Do, do we want do we want to follow that path? Um, my concern is is that we might get flanked either from there or from and I point to the cave. I had my uh, suspicions on that as well. Last thing I want to do is head into one of these tunnels and be surprised by finding someone in front of us and then someone behind us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if we investigate the path though i think that they would be they would expect us to go into the cave entrance first i feel like we're spread out a little bit i feel like we're the the group is where one part of us is going one way and the other part of the group is going another Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm i look around i'm trying to get everybody back to the same location to figure out what what it is that we're doing you using those bitch and hand signals again using the hand signals you know (laughs) clicks and pops with my mouth to get people to come over they go the the fucking you can't even do it (laughs) 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 Uh, i i I mean at this point we're at this point, Warren's probably only like, I don't know, maybe 15 feet away from Savvy. So I'll, I'll go ahead and move the rest of the distance over to him. So still keeping. You're, you're going to keeping, the mouth of the, the entrance? Close yes. to the mouth? Okay. Still paying most of my attention to like what might be in the cave that I can see. Sirkin, what do you want to do? Uh, right now I'm with uh, Stabby, and I think Sirkin wants to go down the tunnel. But he wants to get everyone's opinion first. So he's just going to wait for everyone to gather up first and discuss it then. Flint? All right, Stebby, what's the game plan? All right. Two that way, one man on first. So the four of us are going to go down the overhang. I'd like to look at the overhang a little bit more just to, to make sure that we've ruled that out. So um, I, I huddle with the group and say, look, you know, our, our adversaries were coming, um, you know, the ones we killed are coming from the overhang. I'd like to investigate that first to make sure that we have um, uh, uh, explored all of those threats and extinguished them. And then we can look at the mouth of the cave and go down that path that, that goes around the rocks. Is everybody in agreement or does somebody have another plan? No, but- that sounds like a good start. We need we need to not be just standing here twiddling our thumbs. So. Yeah, right now you guys are just kind of standing right in the mouth of the cave, or I'm assuming you guys yeah. just kind of like. Uh, you know, I would, yeah. I would argue maybe just off to the 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 side of the mouth of the cave, but yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. Just right uh, in the middle, just like, hey, where's the welcoming party? So I look at Warren real quick and I say, Warren, can you? How far can you see into the the cave where the overhang is? 
Uh, I, I mean, is there is there much to the overhang? The overhang is just a like a rock outcropping. Mm-hmm. And just a couple of uh, rocks that have made a, a semi-shelf mm-hmm. that was just high enough for the kobolds to hide under. Probably stay still, out of direct sunlight. Yeah, to keep them out of direct sunlight, but also be able to see the uh, the entire eastern portion mm-hmm. and southern portion of the quarry. Most likely able to see that opening of the tunnel that you guys came through when you went through the, uh, the ruins of the witch tower. When you guys had dropped down, you went, I think it was like 2,000 feet or something like that, and popped out in the middle of the, the wall of the rock quarry. Mm-hmm. But you guys came out at night. And I think that you had even noticed that there were guards down there at night with your dark yeah. vision. Okay. But you didn't see the people, the two kobolds that were under the rock overhang, if they were there at the time. So. Okay. I, I look back to the group and say, look, the, the other kobolds are probably expecting these two that we dispatched back soon quick put their skins on (laughs) yeah quick (laughs) wolf in sheep's clothing (laughs) i'm waiting (laughs) to use this dagger um i mean it's a good thing that stabby is the only one who's the right size yeah (laughs) he gets to be our decoy so quick let's disguise him and then you know throw him in front (laughs) so i i say to the group i go look we don't have much time here um the the other kobolds are probably waiting for the return of these others on on their um, uh, guard duties, so I think uh, we need to get headed towards um, the the mouth of the cave. What do you guys all agree? I think we need to inspect this uh, trail. Uh, I agree. I, I say maybe we we head towards the. <laughs> Head towards the other kobolds that are. Somebody got really animated for a moment there. (laughs) 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 That uh, Warren, I I guess Warren won't have any of that. (laughs) So Warren, I agree. Let's take the um, let's take the the path toward behind the rocks that go towards the the other cave mouth Mm -hmm. um, and explore that. Okay. Um. So. Warren's not going first. No. So uh, what is it you're going to do? You're going to go into the cave mouth or you're going to explore the trail and see where that goes? What we're going to go. I think we're going to take the trail mm-hmm. behind the rocks that are okay. sh- close to the shoreline and head towards the other cave mouth. But oh. w- we need to figure marching order that you don't want the thief in front. You you, you don't want the, uh, the, the mage in front either. What do you want in front here? Give me some names. Well, so, well, I was going to say it's down to two at this point. Yeah, you, you guys fight it out. <laughs> so arm, arm wrestle. <laughs> so we let our ranger go in the front. Which one's that one? Sirkin. Sirkin. All right. All right. We'll put... I'll go behind him. How convenient. Who's going last? I'm going third. I guess Warren's going last. I'll go third. All right. So, Sirkin, you have been nominated to basically explore this trail that goes between these rocks, this this beaten down earth. You agree? Okay. So you see it, it as you start making your way along this path. You see that it goes between large boulders. Some of them are four feet high. Some of them are ten feet high. And it starts to uh, thin out 
And again, you start to see the water off to your left, and the water that's part of the quarry. And off to the right, you see two five-foot boulders, probably in diameter, they're oblong, ovioid in shape. But between them, you see the uh, yawning opening of another cave. Appears to be dark as well. You have dark vision, correct? Yes. You see that it goes at a southeastern approach for about 25 feet and then appears to turn directly to the east and out of your sight at that point. Okay. Uh, I relay, relay that information to the party, tell them that there's you know another cave opening right, right up ahead. Um, and then I ask you, do you guys want to try to go in this way or do you want to go back to where we first started? What do you guys want to do? I, I don't think that they're going to be expecting us from this way. I, I'm in agreement. I say we uh, forge ahead in the direction we're headed. Oh, I'm a surprise. Yeah. So going in through the other mm-hmm. less yeah. known entrance. Sirkin, <clears throat> yes. you're still leading the way. I by guess. Popular, by popular demand. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I, like I explained, it goes about 25 feet southeastern and then it takes a slight bend towards the east as i explained with the other cave with the other cave that warren had seen it you know the 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 inside walls are just rough it appears that you don't know if they were dug out or water had eroded through these and you know some time ago and just made these walls just jagged and very porous even the ceiling the only thing that's fairly smooth is the floor of it itself After about 25 feet, you see it turns to the east and it goes for about another 40 feet before it starts to widen a little. Okay, so have we entered uh, the cave uh, opening yet? I'm assuming that you did. I'm assuming that you went at 25 feet and then you you got to the point where it turns to the east and then you could see that it goes for about another 40 feet when it starts to get a little bit wider. So tell me um, what you would like to do, yeah. how you want to convey this information. Uh, I guess I just like to lead the, the group uh, forward towards um, where it starts to open up again and kind of slowly approach that point, see if I can notice anything past beyond that point. Okay. As you get to that, that larger area, it appears to get a little wider, maybe about 20 feet in diameter. And you notice that there's a 10-foot opening in the northern portion of the of this cave you can see that at about 35 feet beyond the opening is a set of rough uh, handmade steps that lead up and there's also an opening around the corner to the right in the eastern portion you don't really hear anything but you get this strong foul smell in the air and it just starts to become really pugnant it's as almost as though it, it really hung out in this uh, this rounded area where you're pausing to look and see the steps off to the upper left and, and around the corner, but it just seems to be stagnant in this area and just stinks to high hell. Okay. Uh, Circuit doesn't have a for lunch. Good, yeah, it doesn't have a good feeling about like just standing still. So he quickly kind of like describes the party members that the openings in the east and north. 
Um, so which direction do you guys want to go? Do you guys want to go up the stairs? Or do you want to try to go uh, can, can we hear things coming from one direction and not the other? Make a perception check. I'd, I'd like to do perception also along okay. with Warren. Uh, I have a 14. 14? Mm -hmm. I rolled a lucky 13. 13. You hear an occasional, like a snap, like a twig snap from around the uh, the eastern portion where it turns around to the east. But it's kind of like a like a white noise kind of a snap. You, know, you kind of hear it every once in a while. Hear it more frequently than other. Sometimes there, it sounds like a chorus of it. Um, at this point, at this point, Warren would just kind of be like, would just kind of shrug and say, let's pick one and go and not be standing in one place. Yeah, I, I'd like to um, attempt another uh, stealth and then move forward a little bit to see if looking at the the, the two possible ingress points of the okay. cave. Okay. Um, come on. I'm like the weakest rogue ever. I rolled a nine. A nine. So you actually make your way out, right? To kind of look at the two points of egress, the one to the north west yes. and the one to the east. Yeah, I'm kind of getting an eye on what's happening. Which which area would you like to look at first? Um, I'll look at the steps first. Okay. As you look at the steps, it looks like they go up about maybe 15 feet in elevation and plateau. And you can't see beyond the plateau because of your height. But this 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 noise of the occasional snapping of whatever behind you to the right in the east stops. And you hear this almost like a guttural noise. And as you slowly turn, you see these four large rats on the floor amongst all these bones and you could see that they had been gnawing on these bones intermittently and that was the noise that you had heard they look at you with their red eyes possibly another meal but we're gonna roll for initiative and find out now aren't we i hate rats yeah <laughs> yes it is. give me your initiatives flint Six. Warren. Uh, a powerful 11. Sirkin. 10. Stabi. I rolled a one, but as a halfling, I get luck, so I get to re-roll. And I still suck. I rolled an eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me set this up real quick. Dude, the dice gods are not being uh, nice. Mm -mm. Nice. What did you do? Did you did you forget to like make an offering? <laughs> I think it's probably all of the. Uh, you didn't. You didn't share your wine. It's probably all the wine I drank and all of the uh, the concubines that I, um, you know, uh, took partook in. I Still mean, the first me. rat. 
notices you and immediately charges and attacks you. 21 to hit. The second one attacks you with an 18. Third one will miss. And the fourth one with a 19 will hit. All four of them attacked me? All of them, because you're the only one out there. Fuck that. You have your heel dusted off, Flint? Yep. <laughs> Getting ready. I was waiting to hear Ants to be 11 down. points of damage as these four pounce on you. Circum, you, Circum, you see your comrade just immediately get set upon. Warren, what are you going to do? Oh, Lordy. Okay. Stab, uh, Stabby is 10 feet in front of me. Uh, I'm going to say he's probably 15 feet, which is when where the, the opening originates to see the both sides of the room. Okay. <clears throat> um, I would like to, so I would like to actually move right up behind Stabby, reach out, grab Stabby um, by like the, his back of his collar and kind of pull him back and say, Stabby, get back. Help me, Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. <laughs> so if I'm able to, I would like to pull Stabby back five feet. Okay. You're able, they're not latching onto him. They're just biting him. That's fine. And so, of course, if he's still conscious and he allows it, then that's no problem. I'm okay. Conscious. So you pull him. So I, what? Are these rats the same size as TV? I mean, they're giant. Right? But, uh, they're damn close to a it. little, so... Make sure you so, grab him and not one of his. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, they're they're all a little furry. It's going to be a little hard to <laughs> say. I'm going to assume the one with clothing on though is Stabby. So I'm going to uh, pull him back five feet, turn around to the rats, and fan my fingers out and cast a uh, burning hand spell to catch all four of them. Okay, that's a dex save, right? Uh, that is a dex save. First one. Fourteen. Uh, DC is 13. Okay, first one makes it. Okay. Second one is 11 misses. Next one is 19 makes it. And the fourth one misses. So two make and one miss. Okay. I'm so sorry, two the, make, two miss. So the two that uh, fail their saving throw take 14 points of fire damage. Two that the fail. Okay. The two that failed. The okay. two that make it take seven points of fire damage. Um, and you know what? One of the uh, are the ones that failed their save. Are they still alive? The ones that fail, you see, cook to a crisp. You see their fur Sweet. burn off their back. You see their flesh charred down to the bone, and you see all their blood begin to evaporate from their body. Two more still remain. They look horribly wounded at this point. Uh, but I think awesome. it just invigorates them, galvanizes their point. Okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> at that point, Warren's <laughs> yeah. going to use this last little tiny bit of movement to step back about five feet and hopefully make room for someone who's a little more uh, meaty than he is. I bet you're going to jump back into your ring. Sirkin, you just see Warren step up to bat, pull Stubby back, fan out his fingers cook two of the rats to a crisp, leaving you two more 
for the main course, what would you like to do? Okay. Uh, at that point, I'm going to pull out both my short swords and try to attack the first uh, rat. When I, I want to run up to him try to attack him. Okay. First one. Let's see, that'll be a soft 20, so I'll hit. That's going to hit. Four. Or five points of damage. Oh, describe for me how you kill this first rat. Basically, I'm just gonna bring down one of my swords and just slice its head off. You see it roll to the floor, tongue flopped out. And for my second attack, can I try to attack the other rat? You bet. All right. Let's see, that'll be me. Eighteen. That's going to hit. Four. Six points of damage. And you dispatch the final rat as well. You don't seem to hear any more rats making their way down. Flint, you see Stubby kneeling to the porcelain god at Warren's feet. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What would you like to do? I'm going to see two Stubby's wounds and cast Cure Wounds. Come on, baby. For him. Let's go. Let's see. He will be getting... What the hell happened there? 11 points of healing. Oh. oh. That what I took so that was pretty you? decent. <laughs> I, I reach up and I give uh, Flint a kiss on the cheek. Which cheek? But cheek. Because <laughs> you're only so tall, you know. I'd like to kiss his ass. <laughs> I thank Flint for the heal. Thank you. I was near death. So again. Yeah, right. You're so welcome. Well, you got yourself like a whole little ensemble here that you know, one guy drags you out, one guy heals you, another guy defends you. Defend my honor. They're all my bitches. So Warren, <laughs> as you watch Flint go ahead and heal your comrade, you notice that to the eastern portion of this room, it's just littered with straw and bones, all kinds of rat droppings, large rat droppings. It smells of urine. That's probably the heavy, pugnant smell that you had, uh, everybody had suffered when you first got in that little um, holding area right before coming into this room. And now we just smell the scent of cooked rat. Basically, it actually kind of t- smells a little appetizing, a little roof rabbit for you. It's smelling a little better now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Burning <laughs> up a little bit of straw there. Yeah, but to the northeast, you see the same steps that Stubby had noticed that, you know, they look as though they're handcrafted out of the earth. They go up about 15 feet to a, a level area. But from even from your height, you can't see what's at the top of that. Okay. I look to Sirkin. Can I make an after you gesture? <sighs> Keep going, boy. <laughs> I'll go in right behind right. him as well. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I will. Uh, I will have uh, a Stabby uh, go 
in front of me so I can, you know, keep a slightly closer eye on him. And if he decides he's going to wander up, I'll kind of like, you know, pull on the back of his collar again. So Stubby is behind you, okay. You know, I'm just going to put him in like one of those leash harness, like monkey backpacks. That's exactly what I was thinking of. (laughs) (laughs) Give him a symbol. (laughs) What am I, dog? Monkey. So Sirkin, as you make your way up these steps, 15 feet higher, you notice they lead to an upper cavern that's shaped like an animal's head if it were facing to the east, basically like a like a horse head. You can either, uh, you can see another set of stone steps in the north. They look like they, again, increase in elevation, but this time the, the passageway is much thinner. Looks like it's about five feet wide. To the east, if it would be the, the snout of the horse's head, Looks like there's a another passageway about five feet wide that goes for about 20 feet and then you see steps that lead down but in the middle of this room you see a, a circular stone edifice that's hollowed out <clears throat> it looks like it could be a well of some type okay um i guess circuit will lead the group uh, kind of towards the center of the room. And at that point, he's going to try to inspect the, uh, what it looks like a well uh, and see if he can uh, see anything at the bottom of it. It's about five feet wide, the opening itself. So it probably makes the well itself about seven and a half feet wide. Uh, as you look down, it looks like a 15 foot deep well at 10 feet down is where the water is most likely this is this is what is supplying water to this portion of the caverns for these kabolds where the water is being drawn from who knows it could be from the the filthy murky water out of the quarry it could be from something further underground or something elsewhere that made its way to this point but uh that's that's the only description that you have of this well itself okay uh, I guess Serkin will turn to their group and just ask, all right, again, two openings. Which way do you guys want to go? Let's make this quick so we don't try to get surprised again. Uh, since we've come in, have we followed the left or the right wall? Sorry, I've kind of lost track. You Okay, when you first came in, mm-hmm. it went southeast and then east. And then there was a holding room, and then you went to the north. To the east of that was where the rats were and to the northwest are the steps that led up to this plateau where the well is at. Okay. So now in this room, there are two points of egress that leave this room. One is to the north, which are steps that lead, they're five foot wide. They seem to lead up about 15 feet and then turn to the east. And then also directly across from the well to the east is another passageway. It's about five foot wide that has steps uh, that lead down and then eventually look like they turn to the south. I think we should probably follow the steps up further. Yeah, I agree. You're muted, Flint. The one on the northern end? Yeah. Okay. I'm in yeah. agreement. Stabby okay. is in agreement. Sirkin, are you still leading this band? I guess so. 
All right. You got voluntold. Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> so as you start making your way up these steps, you notice that this, this passageway is between four and five feet. It varies. Either the, the rough hewn of the walls, steps lead up about 10 feet, and then they turn to the east, and that's where you start to see flickering of glowing light, most likely from torches somewhere. As you go about another 10 feet on stable ground at this point, you notice that there's just this large cavern. It's it's probably about 80 feet deep by 50 feet wide. You notice that there are these four large rocky columns, each in different diameter that seem to stretch from the floor to the ceiling, which is well out of sight. You see that on some of these pillars are torches that have been basically rammed into the stone. They've had little cutouts made for them. And you don't really see anything else other than an occasional trinket or a piece of junk on the floor. But from where you're at, it's really difficult to tell what it is. It's probably about 20 feet in. Uh, do I hear any sounds coming from this room? Or is it just silence? Uh, you kind of hear like like crying, a little bit of crying. And then you hear shh, shh, shh. To be, I already healed you. <laughs> <laughs> Stop your whimpering. <laughs> Stop your whimpering. How many torches are in here? Well, there's four columns, each of different size. And you okay. figure that at different points of the compass, there's probably a torch. So there's 16 torches, but they're not very bright and they're not very thick either. And they don't really give a whole bunch of illumination to the room. But as I was how, explaining to Cirkin, there's like shit that's littering the floor here and there and here and there. How far from me is the farthest torch? The very farthest torch? That, that you that, can see or that, that Warren be, can see. That Warren can see. It's probably about 65 feet into the room on the one of the columns that's in the southern portion of the room. One of the rock uh, columns. Okay. Um, uh, are, have we kind of stopped for uh, a moment to kind of assess what we're dealing with here, I'm assuming? I'm, I'm guessing you guys <clears throat> stopped at the entrance to this cavern. Okay. Like you guys didn't go any further. Not like, hey, what's going on, you know? I would think that you guys would be more prudent with your progress after dealing with a couple of rats that basically decided to have fun with with the with a the uh, halfling. Yeah. Um, Warren is going to uh, kind of step forward just a little bit and kind of like peer around. Um, so you said we heard like uh, kind of like what sounded like soft sobbing almost. Yes. Okay. Coming from the the furthest eastern portion behind one of the pillars. Before he does that, um, Stevia is going to attempt another stealth check. Okay. I would actually, before before you give your result... Go ahead. If you're okay with this, Brian, I would like to, like, assist Stevi, and by that I mean, like, Stevi. You're shuffling your feet. Stop it. 
so if you are okay with that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Give me that flavor. Okay. Add like so, a plus two to your roll. Or, oh, well, okay. Normally the uh, uh, helping or assisting would be advantage, but. But he already gets an advantage to that, don't you? Well, or, I get a plus, I get a plus to stealth anyway. Okay, roll, roll it with advantage. It's okay. Okay. Do you want me to re-roll? Because I had a pretty good roll here. Oh, okay. I was just making sure you had a good roll. So I have, I have a good roll. Well, you're not going to take the lesser of the two. You can re-roll it if you want. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Who knows? You, you you might get a crit. Let's let's try it. Let's see. Get it. Get crit get stealth. our first hard twenty of the session. Oh. <laughs> okay. Full disclosure. I rolled a twenty-three originally, and with advantage, I rolled a twenty-four. Ha See. Nice. So Warren, you said you wanted to do what? Uh, well, if I see Stubby moving ahead, then I'm actually just going to like provide cover. And it, like, if I see anything launch itself at Stabby, it's going to get an Eldritch Blast in the face. Is he moving in though? Or I thought he was just sitting, just gonna stand there and go stealth. I'm, I'm going stealth based on Warren moving forward. Okay. Oh, so okay. That, so that if the shit gets thick, I'm they don't stealth. see you. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Exactly. Come on. In that case, Wood. I'm sorry. I thought you were. I thought you were going to go scouting. Warren would just move uh, forward, like uh, just a few feet, and that uh, torch that is at 65 feet is now within 60 feet. Warren kind of just makes a gesture at it, and its flame actually brightens so that it provides double the light. Okay. As this light gets brighter. You notice several, you notice three figures that are kneeling down at the back half of the cavern, cowering. And you notice two other figures that are standing up with arrow, with bows drawn back, and they both let them go at the same time. Oh, that's fucked up. They both fire, must be the, the brightness of that illumination that causes these arrows to go wide. Oh, sweet. So like I impose disadvantage from the bright light. No, I just the... rolled shitty. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. But you know uh, what so... we're going to do? Let's, uh, you guys want to stay with the same initiative or you want to re-roll your initiative? Uh, it's a new encounter. I, I would say that we have to re-roll initiative. I right agree. Yeah. All right. Aside from that, you know, most of us got crappy initiative rolls. Okay, Flint, what'd you get? I'll always be at the bottom. Oh, never mind. I got a 17. Warren. I got an 18. Eight? Damn. Zirkin. Oh, I got a 19. <laughs> damn. Come on, come Stabby. on, Stabby. All the good Make rolls. This perfect. Watch, Make this perfect. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck this up. <laughs> oh, hard 20. Yeah. Oh, I rolled a 23. Nice. Oh, yes. Damn, you guys like blast this out of the sky. <laughs> Hails oh. to the yizzle. Yeah, let's see if our hit dice do the same so, thing. So, yeah. <laughs> you've watched your comrade Warren step in a few feet, make a hand gesture. The torch, it illuminated very brightly. You saw these two arrows fire at him, missing him very wide. You now know that there appears to be somebody or actually two perpetrators down at the furthest end of this cavern. What would you like to do? All right, so I am I am still stealth. I am going to um, draw my short bow 
and I'm okay. going to attack with advantage because I'm stealth at the the um, uh, the first closest enemy. Okay, now if they're under partial cover, they still get plus two to their AC. They're mm-hmm. under partial cover from what? They're behind partial cover. They're behind partial cover. What yeah, is behind the columns cover? themselves. They're There's in four column. large columns in the room. Okay. From where these came out, they were. Imagine there's, you're up here. Yep. There's columns down here and down here. Imagine they're on the inside of these ones down here and they just keep tucking back. So they've okay. got like an alley fire at you. Does that make sense? Yep. So they get a plus two to their AC on this. So they tell may- me which one you want to aim at. The one at the northern column or the one at the southern column? Southern column. Okay. Okay. Here we go. With advantage. 21. Yeah. That, that will hit. Okay. And that is going to do four points of piercing damage. Okay. Don't you have sneak attack? I did. I got, um, well, I did uh, advantage first, but I get a second attack because well, I you, was stealth. You rolled the, the D6, though, too, with that. Uh, for the sneak yeah. attack. Yep. D6. So that is going to be, if I can find my D6. Go. That is going to be another <laughs> six points of piercing damage. Okay. You think you got damn, I'm hurt over here, Lano. Sirkin, or did you want to do anything else to be? Nope. I get I get one more. So I get cunning action. I'm going to <laughs> attempt to enter stealth again, and I rolled a fourteen. Okay. My dad. Circuit. Well, well, hold on. Did did I did I enter stealth with a fourteen? Maybe. Okay. You'll know if they start shooting at you. There okay. you go. <laughs> you just rolled the number. That that's all you got to do. Circuit. Huh. <laughs> um, Circuit is going to try to run for cover behind one of the columns that's on the side that we came in. Okay. Um, well, there's. There's two columns to the north against the northern area, and there's two to the south. The ones that are furthest to the east are where those two guys are hiding at. So you could go to the the northwestern column or the north or the southwestern column. And I engage the southern enemy. Right. Okay. Uh, so Serkin's actually going to go to the northwest column. Um, okay. He's going to try to he's going to pull out his uh, his longbow and try to hit diagonally at the person at the south uh, column, southern column. Okay. And see. 16. Uh, 16 will hit. Sweet. Four. Five points of damage. Five. God damn. What else would you like to do? Um, I'm just Circuit's just gonna take cover behind the column. And just okay. Warren. Uh, are these both cobalts? From what you can tell, most likely, from okay. their dialect and syntax, sounds very similar to the kobolds you fought in the Witch Tower. Okay. You know we gotta do this. Yeah. Cesarac no. don't want to know that now. 
Can't is, you tell by the Rastafarian uh, <laughs> dialect that they're right? the kobolds? <laughs> how far, how far apart are the two kobolds from each other? They're probably, from what you could re- recollect when they went into their partial cover, they're probably about 25, 30 feet apart from one another. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't be able to catch both. It, uh, what I'm going to do is there a torch that is within 10 to maybe 15 feet from the northern kobold. Yes. Okay. Uh, I would like to uh, take advantage of the kobold sensitivity to light. Okay. And so what I would like to do is I will gesture at that torch. As long as it's within 60 feet, I can do this. And the other torch that I had initially brightened is also still bright. Well, I do this. I can do this up to, I can maintain up to three uh, alterations with fire like this. Okay, are you familiar with kobolds? Warren, I think we did, we established that, right? Yes. Okay, make a, uh, an insight check to that. Oh, okay. Uh, doo, 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 doo. That is a 14. 14. You would know that their sensitivity is to sunlight. Not okay. Tor- not torchlight. Okay, well, so okay. I, don't, I don't want you to think that the torchlight would be the same thing as, as the sun. Because they're, Typic- they're too different. Typically, it is classified as bright light, but if that is how we're rolling with this, then perfectly fine. Yeah, then in that, that case, what came up was as, as sunlight, and I, okay. I don't like the meta game like that. But I know, like when when dwarves use sun rods, it's because it's different than torches, and it allows dwarves to work the mines better because it it provides a sunlight light sunlike light. Okay. Rather than no, totally using fine. torches, and you know that's how they were able to do some of the stuff that they did. So in that case, uh, I just Warren don't want is... you to waste something and, and have it come. It's a can be fruitless. Well, it's, it's a still cantrip. it's a turn though. I don't want you to waste a turn on something. Stupid. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, in that case, then that north uh, northern cobalt is just going to get an eldritch blast just launched at his head. <laughs> okay. Dude. In the face. Uh, you'll be fine. It'll be <laughs> fine. Uh, that is a 15 to hit. Okay, is that uh, straight up 15? Because he's got... Okay, it actually hits him. Oh, sweet. Okay. Uh, so in that case, he takes nine points of uh, force damage and another three points of fire damage. And then I will duck next to uh, Sirkin for cover behind the uh, pillar, and I will call out Draconic. I recommend surrendering now before more of your brains get splattered. Flint, hard shank. Hard shank. Hard shank's gonna head towards the group and aim for the south end guy, the guy by the south pillar. So go ahead and have that guy make a deck saving throw for me. 15. Team passes, so that's a win. So Flint will just uh, stay behind with everyone else. Where are you at? Um, I am. If we entered the room, and I'm shooting for the south end guy. I would say there's four pillars. I'd be at the bottom pillar, right? Okay. Because Warren and Circan are at the northern pillar. Oh, okay. 
So I'd be on the opposite one, I guess. Okay. Sirkin, as you fired and hit that one kaboom, yep. you hear a, a slight noise coming from around the pillar that you're at right there. And you see one of these meaty looking draconic looking creatures right in front of you with a short sword and he swings down at you. Oh. 15. 15 will miss. Will miss as he strikes the pillar right next to your head. You see an arrow come flying from the uh, southeastern pillar at you, Warren. 15. Misses. It misses. deflects off of my mage armor. And Flint, the one from the northeastern pillar, will fire diagonally down at you at the southwestern pillar. And I need to make a dex save because I rolled a one. <laughs> and you hear this bow become unstrung. Bing! Attack! Stubby. From your stealth position that you had made, what would you like to do? I'm going to attack these bitches. Don't tell me, dude. (laughs) Okay, short bow. Um, Who's closest to me? Can I I continue to attack the one that I was um, engaged with originally? You can do that. He's still behind partial cover. In fact, the the two farthest ones are the one that engaged Sirkin is actually in a smaller portion because that that pillar is only allowing about five feet between the northern wall and the pillar and that's where Sirkin and Warren are both at and he came in on the other side so you wouldn't be able to get to him unless you went all the way around through him okay I'm going to attack the same uh, kobold that was undercover okay okay so I'm going to attack with my short bow uh, with advantage because I'm stealth. And I'm going to roll a 18. 18 will hit. Sweet. Okay. And then I'm going to add uh, six points of piercing damage. Six points. As you pierce this kobold right through the eye, you see him slump like a doll. As he falls to the ground, you see all this shit that was laying littered about kind of blow up as his body falls down you know like like when you fall amongst debris and it kind of you know plumps up where his body lands behind one of the pillars you hear more crying and whimpering from a few voices you can't distinguish how many there are you just hear one of the kobolds hiss shut up we're not done we're gonna take care of you too keep doing what you gotta do (laughs) what else do you want to do stubby uh, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna execute a stunning action and go to stealth again. Okay, roll it for me, babe. I rolled a one, but with halfling luck, I get to re-roll again. I hate that stupid. Roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm gonna have you with ketchup. And I rolled a twenty-one this time. Aha! Well, I'll let you know. So, Sirkin, <laughs> you see one of these kobolds had been hiding behind that pillar and is now mono e mono with your half-elf <laughs> self. Okay, at that point, uh, he's gonna drop his longbow and pull out one of his short swords and just try to like, quickly try to attack. Um, yeah, yeah. Jitsu. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, 
Let's see. And I rolled. Ooh, nice. 19. 19's going to hit him. Four. Three points of damage. Yeah, damn. You want to do anything else? You going to stay there and take it? Um, I think I don't have enough. Um, I don't think I can attack with my other. No. Right. You can move through Warren to get out <laughs> if you wanted to. But that would also provoke an attack of opportunity. It sure would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm just going to stay there. Good choice. Warren. Uh... I mean, so I see this uh, cobalt that's like 10 feet away from me with Sirkin in between uh, myself and him. I'm just kind of kind of like like, a taint right now. Right. I know. Uh, I'm going to uh, look at the. (laughs) I'm going to just like look at the cobalt and. Uh, just, uh, like, kind of, like, get, basically just giving him a look and then in Draconic, I'm telling him, you really should not have gotten up today as I throw an Eldritch Blast at him. Oh, shit! Hard 20. Damn! Oh, that's two tonight! Give me the damage. Oh, this is gonna be ugly. Uh, that is 16 force damage <laughs> and another three fire damage. Dude. You hear him say, for ha and his head just, just explodes. You just see his body fall down. And again, you see more of this, these little trinket things pop up and, and settle back down on him like confetti. From the far back and- of the room, you hear this, Oh, damn, I'm allowed. <laughs> what else you want to do, Warren? Uh, I will uh, call out in a draconic. Do you really want to be next? Throw down your weapons, and yeah. we will talk. What you going to do to me that Roga has won't do? No way. I'm staying here. I feel him more than I feel you. I hope you enjoy your brains on the wall, then. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Flint, is there anything you want to add to this uh, dialogue? Uh, since I don't speak Dracana, uh, probably <laughs> Dracana. not. <laughs> Dracana. 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 I'm a little Dracana. Dracana <laughs> It's a summer fragrance. Uh, like Summer's I'm, Eve? Summer's Eve. <laughs> Different summer fragrance. Um, refreshed. <laughs> I'm actually going to cast Sacred Flame on the Southern Kabul. Uh, so go ahead and make a deck save again. Uh, 12. 12 fails. So, oh, max damage. So you're going to take eight points of radiant damage. Describe how this radiant damage destroys this Kabul. I say, as the bolt fucking goes through his body, it just annihilates him and he just turns into red mist. Just paints the whole back 
side of the room, you hear this whimpering even get louder. You hear it kind of die down a little. After a few moments, you don't hear any more volley of arrows. You don't hear any more unsheathing of swords. It just appears to be you four and whatever seems to be whimpering in the in the far back area of the room itself. Did you say there was two people whimpering or just one? I just said several. Oh, several. Okay. Uh, Warren will... I'll just cautiously kind of peer around and, and uh, see if I can see where that... who's whimpering. From the soft glow of the torches, you see three humans. They're both... They're all, all three of them are down on their haunches, pretty much naked, chained to the back wall, just whimpering. It's a, you see two women and one man, and they look as though they've been basically malnourished for quite some time. Uh, uh, Warren kind of like takes a moment and gathers himself and then we'll pick up the even though he can see fine he's going to pick up the brightened torch and come over near them and uh, kneel down next to them and, and say w- don't don't worry they're, they're not going to hurt you anymore <sighs> please no more please we're doing what Rogue has has commanded for us we're doing what he asked please don't tell them we're doing well. We're, we're making the gifts for a Teparax. Please, here, look, we're almost finished with our baskets and the, the dolls and everything. He'll be proud. Please don't. Yes, please. Don't hit us. Don't, don't stop us no more, please. And you see that the chains are just been like driven into the wall with spikes, basically just giving them maybe three feet of chain to maneuver uh, with. Flint. Uh, Stabby, I think we're going to need your your help here. Okay, to unchain him? Uh, y- well, yeah. I figured you may also have it. <laughs> well, I figured uh, Stabby would be able to like unchain them, and you might be a little bit better at actually tending them. Yeah, so I'll just, I'll, just I'll, soften. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to lump yourself in with the kobolds, but then you know, gave me the signal. Uh, there's locks in these chains. <laughs> you nodded. So um, I'm, I'm going to attempt to uh, pick these locks on these chains. I, I assume there's locks on these chains. Yes, they're, all three of them have locks on them. All right, so I'm going to attempt to... Uh, you can see the, there's a man, a woman, and a woman. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, unhook the women first or attempt to... <laughs> um, <laughs> So the first, the first one I rolled a 16. Okay. You hear the lock pop. The chain kind of falls off of her wrists, you know, off the, the manacle that holds her wrist. And she still sits there in a, uh, in a submissive fashion. Doesn't want to stand up yet. Doesn't want to do anything. I say to her, you're free. You're free. Please um, go, go speak to my, my comrade Flint. He can aid your. He can uh, tend to your wounds. She gets up and walks to the half elf. <laughs> I'll. Just, uh, has no I'll, idea who's who. You know. Yeah. Go talk to Flint. <laughs> Go talk to that guy. 
Okay. Um, and then I'm going to attempt to uh, unlock the second woman's chains. Okay. Okay. I rolled a 13. 13? Ah, you're just not getting it. Your shit sucks. It's weak. Whoa. <laughs> weak sauce. <laughs> I roll stealth. <laughs> I hide. It's reaction. <laughs> I hide in my, my shame. <laughs> Uh, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. I'll come back to her, but I, I'm gonna move on to the male and attempt to pick uh, the lock on his chain. You see him kind of push you away. No, please, my wife. Free my wife first. I don't know if they'll come back. Please. Um, Sala, let him aid you first, please. Okay. Uh, can I can I attempt to pick the wife's uh, lock again? Yeah, I'll give you one more chance on that one. Okay. Roll a 19. 19. Get in there. You hear that lock disengage. Her chain falls. And instead of running to Warren, who thinks maybe that he's Flint, she runs to the man that's still chained. And she's, Carlo, I will leave you. I won't leave you. Okay. I, I say to her, um, Miss, I, I, I need to try to get your husband um, unchained. I won't leave Carlo, no. <clears throat> okay. I, I kind of push her out of the way so that I can- Roll, roll. for initiative. Seriously? I'll, I think you could take her, Sticky. <laughs> she, she looks a little weak. She'll, she'll never see it coming, like, you know, right, 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 right. She reluctantly right. moves out of the way, giving I'll, you access I'll, to his lock. I'll okay. try to calm her down too. Oh, thank you, Flint. Give her a rupee or a roofie. Roofier. <laughs> I'll give her a rupee. <laughs> okay. I'm going to hit, uh, I'm going to try to pick uh, the lock on the, the male. Um, and in true halfling rogue fashion, I suck at a 10. Yeah, you don't make that. Okay. Do I get another attempt? Carlo, what's this mean? I'll give you one more chance. He'll give you one more chance. Okay. One more chance. I got a question. Are both their arms stuck or is only one arm shackled? Just one. Just one? Okay. okay. Left or right? <laughs> the right. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Second roll. Uh, roll to 21. Okay. That one snaps <laughs> free. Take it easy, Rafu. <laughs> you know where I was going with this. <laughs> how attached? How much do you want to live? <laughs> <laughs> Roma chain, so the man and the woman they hug each other, embracing, sobbing with one another, and slowly they they rise up to their full punched over height. Basically, they're just you could tell they're emaciated. They haven't eaten in forever. Their, their breath just reeks from being dehydrated. And uh, not to mention their hands I'll, probably smells like shit. Yeah, at that point in time, since everyone's unshackled, unchained. Um, I'll start breaking away some, some food that I had in my satchel and along with my uh, water bladder that I had. Okay. They start and nibbling just, yeah. little by little. I mean, they probably haven't eaten very much in a very long time, so their stomach probably wouldn't handle a huge onslaught of turkey and fucking gravy and shit. So they're just <laughs> niddling on this thing. The woman that's hanging onto you, Sirkin, says... I must get back to my mother. I've been gone so long, she must be worried about me. How long have you been gone for? How long have you been here? Weeks, 
maybe a month. I, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell. I could only go by how often they they take the things that we've made for this Ateparax and, and how often I'm allowed to relieve myself, but maybe what, a month, a couple weeks. What are they having you make for Ateparax? And she kind of points at the ground and you see there's there's baskets, there's like straw dolls that have been woven together, there's dresses, there's you know, just all kinds of, of shit, just like- garbage. Crafts. Yeah, it is crafts, arts and crafts, basically. So Stabby asked, more importantly, who is the Tepperax? We've already been over this. Yeah. Uh, Stabby's not very bright. He's just a rogue. All he does is stab. <laughs> he did just lose half of his points. That this is true. <laughs> no, um, too we many had, hits from the well, snake. <laughs> according to what Warren recalls, a Tepperax is actually a, I believe, a black dragon um, that is uh, was uh, of respectable power back in Warren's old days, um, back in the days of Tula Belheim, who Tula, uh, Warren's cousin, had actually like fought and supposedly vanquished. Apparently, that's not the case. So he is disrespectful now? That is for you, Warren. A gold doubloon. Nice. That's actually my very first gold doubloon. Thank you. Yeah. So he's a disrespectful black dragon? Previously respectful? Oh, there's no black dragon that's uh, respectful, so. Okay. (laughs) Black dragons matter. And with that, we will bring this episode to a close. Oh. Yeah, at least we freed the slaves. Yes. For now. Yes. I was also extremely happy with the result of that burning hands. That was very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that made it a lot easier. So, yeah. as I had mentioned to the listeners last time, um, I will be moving within the next couple of weeks. And with Chris, he's got some things coming up next week. So the attendance for the show may become a little spotty. Listeners, please hang in there. We will try to get as much content out to you as soon as possible. But remember, we love you. We love you all. All right. Party on. Love you long time. G.I. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> we adore you all. <laughs> <laughs>